0: Coming live from Austin, Texas, USA is our guest this evening. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Steve Kilberg, e-commerce growth strategist, and we'll be talking to him on how to grow your e-commerce business during these challenging times. Welcome to the show, Steve.
1: AJ, thank you very much for having you having me on the show. I really am looking forward to it and sharing some good information for your viewers.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Steve, that's why you are the master for today's masterclass. And you have 20 years of online experience. And you know, five years, you have focused specifically on e-commerce. And as per you, Steve, you make it sound so simple. You started an e-commerce business over a discussion at dinner one night and grew it to a seven figure to seven figures. And so, you know about this stuff and you make it sound simple. But is this business as simple as you make it sound or do that, you make us forget all about the toil that you have made for this business? Tell us so about a, this.
1: <laughs> that's a great question. Well, here here's how I I define this to people. The process is simple once you experience it, but it is not easy. There's a difference. Simple and easy are night and day, uh, in my opinion, in my experience. Uh, Most people uh, have a, you know, and I was struggling with this as well, but you're just, you're trying to get going, trying to get that momentum and trying to make sure that you can actually do this. And once you, at least from my experience, and then when I've coached and consulted other people, I've seen them have this transformation as well in terms of they will understand the different points of the system, how it works. Once they experience it and then see how it works, because then they're going to internalize it, then they understand and they'll go, yes, this is simple. But again, it's not easy because we all get in our way right here is the problem. That's the number one challenge why no one is successful is because of this. And I am just as guilty, uh, but I've pushed through. So those certain aspects and that's how we got that far.
0: Right, right, Steve. So you see, e-commerce is internet business. It's a, such a wide field. And almost everybody wants to be a master of that particular area. Whether it's a small business, big business, uh, somebody who wants to freelance, somebody who is a consultancy, or even big companies. And not everybody is succeeding uh, in Either it's marketplaces, even marketplaces are having their own challenges. Maybe you can, you, you we cannot just call it only on. It is the reason is about the slowdown. There are several factors that uh, works when you are operating online, especially if you if it's a e-commerce. Now, can you tell us like what should people consider e-commerce as? E-commerce as a your shop extension of your offline brand? Or is it that you just make hay while the sun shines? How do you, how should you consider this whole online thing as? The reason is that several platforms, even social media, earlier they used to say social media will be, you know, social commerce will be there and e-commerce will be a part of it. The live shopping, several shopping platforms, Uh, you know, social social, uh, media platforms have now started re-looking at how they will be looking at this particular area. So from millions and millions of people, especially from a place like India, which has got so many uh, small uh, businesses who are focused on online, what should they take this online uh, e-commerce as?
1: Well, that's a great question, AJ. So the one... And this is applicable to e-commerce or whatever you're trying to leverage the power of the Internet to use as a marketing vehicle. The bottom line is that you're solving a problem or a challenge for somebody and you're going to articulate that and then demonstrate how your product, if it's e-commerce, it's a physical product, can help your, your, your ideal customer solve that problem. Now, that's the simplistic terms. When I say that, people, everyone's going to say, okay, that makes sense. Now, to make that happen is a little bit harder. But you, the thing that I've recognized in going through this and then when I'm coaching people as well is that they get so stuck in the weeds. And I get it because it's, it's, this is where it's, it's so overwhelming. We have so much information coming at us. And this will roll back to my earlier comment about it. it's simple once you understand how this works, right? But with the e-commerce business, again, you're solving a problem. So whether if you have a water bottle and I'm thirsty, I'm, I'm going to solve a problem for thirst. Now, there's obviously not much money in, in selling water over the Internet. But at the same time, if you have other products now, we in our business were selling some fitness accessories. We were solving a very specific problem that people were having. And how we made this work in e-commerce is again, we're leveraging the internet by using advertisements and social media to get this right here, people's attention. We were demonstrating on how we can solve that problem. So, again, this is applicable to e-commerce or even if it's in coaching or any type of service business, right? Could be, you name it, any service business, you're showing people how you can solve that. And then you present your offer in a way that's a reasonably priced, and then people are going to feel comfortable making that purchase because they don't know you, right? That's the power of the internet is we can expand it worldwide. And now we were selling our products primarily in North America because uh, I'm here in the states. But at the same time, we for a while we experiment, we did start selling it worldwide. And I realized then is that again you're leveraging the power of the internet to solve a problem for people. Now that being said, is when you can do that one of the challenges i've learned that people have is they don't know they they get stuck on this they'll say well i tried this and it doesn't work right there's a couple reasons for that a they gave up too soon which is normally the number one thing and i'm again i've made that mistake but then secondarily if they do push forward a little bit they're not looking at the data and what i mean by that is they're not looking at their stats and i know numbers scare a lot of people but it's really not that difficult if you just look at i got a hundred clicks to this page and no one made a purchase. Okay, well now, if you're able to get again clicks or eyeballs, attention, and no one made a purchase, now there's something. Now there's something not working on this page. There's a disconnect there, and your 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 product is not being presented in a way. And the one thing I also see people get hung up on is there's all this technology. We have video, we have all these cool things, but people overthink it to death. They make it so complicated, and the stuff that has worked for us has been very clean and very simple. So that'd be my one of my biggest tips for people is to make it clean and simple and be very, very direct. I'm solving this very specific problem, again, no matter what it is, and I'm going to show you this solution right here. And then the other thing I would tell people to do is to try to get an email address. Now, I know that we are all bombarded with emails throughout the entire world, but if you can show people that you're genuine, you have a solution to that problem, is if you think about this from when you signed up for, you've given your email to somebody for something, or you've purchased a product, you put that level of confidence in them, and you've at least provided that information. And if they remarket to you through email, which they should be doing, but most people don't, especially in e-commerce, um, that's where they fall down as well. So I'm, I'm kind of rambling here a little bit, but it's I, I'm saying as you're trying to get someone's attention to show you can solve a problem. And it's not as hard as people think we really overthink it too much is the problem. And then you need to gather some data and you need to look at that data and see what's not working. Once you do that many, many, many times, you can get this process to work. And that's, that's where it's simple. Now making it works a little bit harder because there's a whole bunch of details underneath this, but now that I'm coaching and consulting businesses, a lot of times I'm coming in as those fresh set of eyes and I can see plain as day, where something is not working. Now, I may not always have the answer because I don't know the niche specifically, but that's where I'll work with the owner to try to say, okay, what problem are you trying to solve here? And then I'll look at some of the other things. And I'm just looking at some of the simplistic um, data points, if you will. And that's where I think a lot of people don't realize because they don't know where to look. And that's what I've found as well. So hopefully that gives you a good context, AJ, on on some of the, the process, yes. of how this works.
0: Yes, absolutely. Steve, you have put it in great context now in terms of you know filling on though to those blanks there are several things that you will not expertise one thing is that uh, to solve a problem now is e-commerce when you when i say there are millions and millions of small entrepreneurs business people who are resellers now mm-hmm they can always not be able to solve a big problem but in a way they are only there to provide better alternatives to buyers correct that's why for example uh, again we have to uh, divide this whole e-commerce into two segments one is the one is the marketplace like amazon flipkart oh. in india and etsy Internationally and and as well as individuals who are are in the companies also, individual players who are trying to sell their products, uh, products, services, expertise in their own manner. And that is where they are trying to expand. You can call it Internet business, online business, e-commerce business. Also, if you will, everything is very different in both the platforms. For example, and then the growth part is also very different. And that is where you see those whole uh, issue coming up. All those discussions coming on. Exactly how do you grow? For example, on Amazon, there there has already been great debate about whether they are actually helping uh, small sellers or not. Smart. That That's the debate. We'll not get into the details of it, but that's the debate. Yes, And the, it is also a good uh, reasoning for a lot many, I keep on talking at least in India, that if I pay something like 20 to 25% on a product which is a reselling product, where do I make the profit? Perhaps yeah. it only works for people who manufacture it. And if I am manufacturing something, then it is better that I create my own e-commerce platform or in uh, online business platform where I sell and then that uh, that is the way where place where my consumers, my customers will actually get value in the right sense. Now, that is where so how do you grow even you see internationally there's been a lot of protests against SC, even in the US there was in April because of their uh, fees. There was a raise of fees and there was a lot of debate going on. Uh, there was some girl called Cassidy, if I remember the name correct, and she led, and there were many resellers uh, who were, and now sea is very strongly coming in India. But that debate will continue amidst all these things. That is why, I remember, I asked the first question, Steve, is what the why, why way one should look at internet or e-commerce business as? that is where i wanted to understand from your perspective so how okay. do i grow how do i grow my business in these times coming out of covid and looking at the marketplace as well as the internet which is open for everybody but then i will make have to make my individual onward journey how do okay. i do that can yeah, you but- help us understand from both that perspective
1: Yes no thank you for for asking that AJ because that's a very you're right it's a very deep conversation Amazon is the biggest e-commerce platform in the world now we use Amazon because we have to when you think about that because it's so large and a lot of people are conditioned to go there to buy now the thing that people don't realize is that is Amazon's customer it is not your customer as much as you right. think it is right so the reason that we had our success was we we started off of Amazon. We used one of the e-commerce platforms that's out there. There's many that are out there, Etsy being one of them. But again, that's Etsy's platform. It's not your own platform. And I know that scares a lot of people, but there are tools out there today. There are software platforms that make it very, very easy to do today. We used one called ClickFunnels and Shopify. Those are the two platforms that we chose to use. And the the thing that we, the reason we're able to make this work, and and this is a point I really want to make here to your viewers, is if you're going to do an e-commerce platform, reselling other people's products is very challenging because of the margins. At the end of the game, it's just math. I have to make a profit. So it doesn't matter where you're selling that. Now, we chose to, we do have some products that we resell, but primarily our main products our stuff that we manufacture or we hire we contract with a supplier so we can build our brand so that goes back to you know we're trying to build a relationship now this is the power of the internet and power of small businesses so it doesn't matter if you're in india or the u.s or doesn't matter is because of covid coming out of covid and we're still going through some very challenging economic times throughout the entire world You have to make sure that you develop a deep relationship with your customers. And one of the good things is, again, people are now realizing that the big business, big other things, which I won't go into here, (laughs) are are people want to deal with people. And I think everybody, I've traveled the world. My wife and I have traveled the world. So we know at the end of the day, we are all the same. We just want to have health, happiness, and prosperity for our individuals, for us and our families which is amazing, right? But the average consumer also recognizes that they want to help the small businesses out there. That being said, is there's tools and technology today, whether it is a smartphone, or whether it's the the internet that we're using right here to leverage how I'm a real person, right? So my wife and I in our business, we leverage video quite a bit to try to show people that we're real people, which we are, we are a small mom and pop business per se. So Kind of go back to your, just to go back to answer your question. Is when people come in to make that transaction again, you're solving a problem for them. You want to offer them additional products that can solve either the next next problem they're going to have, or now in e-commerce, that that really works. It took me a long time to figure this out. Is you just bought this product? It doesn't matter what it is, whatever this widget is, let's say, would you and then you're going to have what's called an upsell. So then you have to, because what you're doing is you're trying to get that consumer to buy more things from you because it's gonna increase your margin. And that's how you make this work at the end of the day. So you have to make them an offer. Now in e-commerce, they just bought something, no matter what the the product is, would they like to buy, like here's a pair of glasses, right? I think they can see this on the screen here. Here's a pair of glasses. You just bought these pair of glasses. On the next page, after they've made a purchase, there's two things you can do. You can do what's called a pre-purchase upsell. To say, hey, here's a pair of glasses. Would you like these? Maybe second pair of glasses that are complimentary, because what you're getting is somebody, and you're going to offer them a deal. So now the consumer is like logically, hey, I was looking for a pair of glasses. Oh, you know, I will get maybe a second one. It's a different type of different type of glass to my order, right? So that's going to increase from the from the owner's perspective, which is me. I'm in getting more margin which is gonna be, this is the whole name of the game. This is where the math and the numbers comes in. Because the way I also define this is very simple, is it is just simple math. I know that scares a lot of people, but I think people would understand if I sell something for 20, let's use dollars in this example. Let's say I sell something for $20 and it cost me $5 to get the product manufactured and to ship out and all that stuff. Well, now I've got $15 left over. So how do I get more of that, right? That's where the money comes into. But again, then you want to offer them more. So the other thing that's really worked very, very well for us is what's called a post purchase upsell. So I just bought these glasses right here. And after they've made the purchase, you say to them, wait, I have another special offer for you, you just paid twenty dollars for these glasses. I will give you a second pair at a twenty percent discount or something like that. Give them some type of benefit. And by doing that, the product is still going to cost you the same because you're going to have margin built in there, but you've increased your cart value and that's how you do this and then you start doing it many many times over now we choose to use paid advertisement to scale our business as people are starting out i wouldn't recommend that you just want to find if you can get something working but amazon is a platform to go back to what you asked for we we sell ours there but we just kind of put it there because we know people some people will buy there whether it's etsy or the other platform you talk about in india but i would strongly encourage people to use one of the other shopping platforms out there like uh shopify or click funnels it it's a it's a software that's not that expensive and you then control all the data because there are other longer term play and this is what scares a lot of people but this is what they should be thinking as you'll see on the screen there next to my name i'm also an m a advisor because i'm advising businesses now on how they can sell these assets and that is a bit and that's where people are going to really be attracted to this because if you think about this you can build in a business from an idea that we did you can build it up and eventually sell that. Think about that as a home or something else, but it's your business. And a lot of people say, well, my business is too small. It's maybe not going to be worth something. You would be shocked. I'll leave it at that.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. See, you are an e-commerce M&A advisor. E-commerce yes, growth strategist. Correct. Now, if 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 I look at a marketplace and if I have a shop only on a marketplace, then I you got no business from me because i have nothing that that brand is not mine even if i cannot sell anything that i built up on a marketplace because almost there is nothing uh, only maybe some branding or something like that
1: well let me let me clarify that. that's a great question so let's say i sold my products only on amazon and if you're asking just for your viewers is can i still sell that the answer is yes you can because people will still pay a you know a certain, a potential buyer would still do that because at that point they do want, there's the one thing about Amazon businesses is they're very simple, very, very simple. And businesses will, people will buy those because they know that there's going to be margin and product built into the, it's automatic. Now, maybe a little bit lower, you're not going to get all the other customer data that the buyer would eventually want, but they will still buy those all day long. So it, you're just going to get what's called a different valuation at the end of the day. Amazon businesses are typically valued at a certain, what's called multiple of the profits. Okay. Whereas a business that you would own, where you own all the data, which is the name, the address, the phone number, and you have the fit, you know, this is all that, it's an asset if you think about that. So all the social media platforms that you may have built up a following on, if you sell that as an, as an asset, that is worth more than just an Amazon business, if that answers your question.
0: Right. Now, so you also talk about data, Steve, about, where do you get if you are on say a marketplace and not just Amazon, but any other marketplace? How much data can you can you have? But again, if we talk of Amazon, then there have been allegations that these people use those data and they also become a seller on the same place on the on their own marketplace. So they compete with their own sellers, and especially for the small sellers, it is a very very difficult situation to be in. Having said that then what data can I still have access to from these marketplaces so that I can boost my actual business on a non-marketplace platform online? And secondly, even on an online platform, without being on any of these places, what are the other data that I can use? Maybe, suppose, if I have a shop on Wix, WordPress, even on Shopify, or several other uh, platforms which have... Sprung up, but are not in great healthy position. Even spot Shopify, it had to uh, lay, lay lay off several people. So there was a lot of discussion around that about not just Shopify but about the health of such platforms. And again, it is very worrisome for a small seller because by the time they learn about these platforms, they have to run, you know, lock stock and barrel with all their things to some another platform. So just want to understand and get your whole perspective on this, uh, on this. Space. You know, several questions at the same time, but it is better that you speak at your own pace.
1: Yes. No, that's okay. That's a great question, AJ. So every platform is going to allow the, the seller certain amounts of data. Now, Amazon in the past used to provide name and address and phone number. And the sellers could take that information. They could download that. And that would be part of an asset that they could potentially leverage. They've taken all that away. the sellers right so now you just have to either use the platform to sell the product where you ship it or you ship it into amazon they will ship it for you um that is one of the detriments to a large platform like that now you can make your own determinations your viewers can decide if that's a good or bad thing i personally think that's not a good thing but that's my position so this is why we've chosen to use these other platforms because you have the ability to gather more data for example on let's use shopify yes they, as a company, have had some recent layoffs, but the platform is too robust. It's not going away. Okay. Um, it's not going to go away. Now, the power of that is you can then put other, you can then link in via other apps, other ways to gather data. So another simple one would be some of these, uh, either Google Analytics, which is a free component. Now, there's Google's got its own set of issues, right? You still have access to a lot of data, but there's right. now other competing software out there that may cost a little bit. But again, as the world is changing, I think a lot of people are thinking twice now. Is where do I want to share my information with? And so it depends. You'd have to do the research. But again, I would encourage people, if they're going to do this for the long term, is the first thing. I'll, I'll end it at this. AJ is to whatever they're going to sell, if e-commerce. so Let's we're talking about that specifically. Is don't chase the money because here's what's going to happen: is you're going to struggle initially. And if you aren't making any sales or aren't making this work and you don't have an interest in a product, let's say fishing. So I had a friend come to me and say, Hey Steve, can you help me start this fishing? Maybe we can work together on this thing. And I said to him, I have no interest in fishing, nothing wrong with fishing, but it's not an interest of mine. Pick something you have an interest in because in six months from now, or even three months from now, when you're having some challenging times, you're going to quit and you're going to move on to something else. And all you've lost at that point is time which is the only valuable resource that we all share that we're losing every day. Right. So don't right. chase the money, don't chase the money. Hopefully, I, I gave you a long answer there, AJ, but I hope that that gave you some context as to try to get, encourage people to start, if they're starting out, to start on one of these platforms where they can, because you wanna, you have to think long-term here. I know initially people are just looking at it. Can I get it going? Can I make some money? Can I do this on the side? The answer is yes, you can. Depends on how much effort you put in, but I would encourage people to start with these other platforms because you want to gather that data. Eventually, you can sell that as an asset, but you got to there's a there's a whole view, a lot more steps to go through there. But I will tell you, it's possible.
0: Right, right, Steve. Oh, the way I see it, Steve, is that online business and purely online, not an extension of an offline business or a brick and mortar business. Online business is more like flowing water. It can just flow and move into anywhere. So, but you out of that flowing water, you've got to create asset. So while we keep on doing business, we just keep on counting our numbers and money and what will come and what will not. At that point in time, we actually do not know beyond the money that we are earning is what we are actually building. So how should a simple person who is again on the marketplace as well as his own sites or, or social media, how should he look at asset building as what is the asset for him at that point in time that if there is a if there is a havoc online, what what is it that he can take with him, what is tangible
1: there? That's a great question. So there's a there's a few things there. I, you, I'm glad you pointed out the assets. So a lot of people just don't because, again, they don't think about it this way. Let's say you have a Facebook page, right? You built up a Facebook page and then with your it's around your business. Right. And then you've decided to build a Facebook group. Right. So those are two separate things. Right. But what at the, what at the end of the day, do those things have in common? They have this it's eyeballs and attention. Right. Now, that, that asset, which is owned by Facebook, you can still sell that as an asset if you own that and have a lot of people that are connected there. So let's say you have a fan page of 100,000 fans, right? And then you have a group of a couple thousand. That's kind of, that's a common thing, right? Those are two assets. While, yes, it's owned by Facebook, it's something that I have accumulated. And if I were to sell that as part of my, I could either do one of two things, sell that as a, if it's something that I can, I can spin off, someone would buy that or you can sell that to create your but going back to e-commerce says it's a piece it's an asset that's a it's a piece to the greater asset right which is why i said a minute ago is you can sell on amazon just what we do we also sell on our website we have like a shopify store we have those things and now i'm gathering the data I have all the visitors coming in. I have a lot of the, the rich information behind this, the demographics, male, female, all that type of stuff. I'm building up their addresses because they're, they're not only their email address, but their their physical address if I'm selling a physical product because I have to ship it to them. That is very valuable to someone who's larger up the food chain, so to speak, that you could sell this to. And this is the place that I play in right now is I'm dealing with what I call small to mid-size. It's a lower middle market businesses because there's a lot of them out there in the entire world and they don't realize that they have these assets that they've worked very hard to build and they're worth something to another buyer. And the power of the internet is we can sell this to anybody
0: in the world, actually.
1: But so won't, would... that
0: be, won't that be illegal, Steve? If I gather all that data, those addresses, and I sell it to a potential buyer, uh, how how would the world or, or the law would look, look at that. I don't know uh, about the U.S. Uh, you would be able to better look at it. Yes. But we keep on, like, I know that a lot of people do promise that we will not do, forget about the addresses, not even the phone numbers or even email addresses. They they just promise not to even spam. So how does one look at that asset vis-a-vis what you are promising to your Potential customers or customers.
1: No, that's a great question. So, in your terms of service, we state that we're not going to just sell this as, while we're going through that's an individual's decision on how to do this. Is that um, you don't want to sell that, but if you want to sell the business, which is the asset. So, there's again, there's maybe two different things. If I'm still continuing my business, we have in our terms that we're not going to sell your email, we're not going to sell your data. So, we can, you know, basically that's a behind the scenes things so we don't do that. However, if I chose to sell the entire thing, which is really my business per se, but it's an asset when you think about that, that is separate because I'm going to basically, I could take my business, AJ, let's say we got into negotiation and we agreed to my business is worth X. You decided to purchase that because you wanted to do something with that. That is where it's different where now I'm not involved and you would take over the ownership and all the reins and that can relate to a Facebook page or even a group rolling into that. But those are different little pieces, but they're worth something at the end of the day.
0: Right. Right, Steve. Not talking of email email lists. That is one yeah. particular asset that one can create because Correct. that you can take away, uh, take Correct. with you very well. And you can build, you can tell those potential customers, uh, your earlier clients or customers that you still exist beyond the system that you were on earlier on. Now Amazon and several other firms, they don't allow you to gather email addresses but on your own platform, you can do keep it and use maintain that sanctity of that uh, data privacy. That is Yes. Now, what do you how do you do beyond nowadays, everybody is asking, you know, that you take this free, free sort of a thing and then you put on your email address and you get some uh, some survey or something else that is of value value to you. But then one thing is very important for a e-commerce businesses. How much uh, should you engage with your clients? How many times is the good time to email to your, uh, to your past clients? Because they will get very irritated and consider it spam. And then you lose not only their email address, they block you, but you also lose a repeat client. How it's a very sensitive relationship. They have trusted you with something, and you got to handle it with care. But you also need to generate repeat business from them. So, how often one can email uh, your past clients?
1: That is such a great question, AJ, because it rolls back to the whole theme of our beginning conversation. Is my title is "How to Grow Your E-commerce Business During These Challenging Times," and you just stated it by asking a question, right? And let me, let me clarify. You need, in my opinion, in my experience, you do need to build an email list, but you don't want to spam people with just nothing information, right? You want to email them and you want to email them frequently. This is a mistake that we made. I've learned that lesson, but I now as I'm coaching consulting businesses, I see them make that mistake over and over again. And that is they're not developing a relationship with the customer. You will get unsubscribes. That's going to happen, but that's okay, Right. People get so hung up on it. They lose five people. They unsubscribe from their list. But if you keep moving forward, the the world is so big, (laughs) right? Even just in the U.S. or wherever you're selling, it's so big that if you develop a relationship and you show people that you're genuine, people will be okay to do business with you and still want to receive emails from you. That is the one mistake that people make is they don't email their list enough so to be more specific on how to... to answer how many times to email your list is i would say at least three to five times per week now that will scare a lot of people but it's the truth e-commerce businesses do not email their list enough because people have made a transaction with you and they're okay with receiving things if they don't want to in the future they will tell you by either unsubscribing or they're just going to ignore it because throughout the world we're all receiving so many emails that if i email you at eight o'clock in the morning By noon, that is so buried. It's already gone. So it doesn't matter. And people get so fearful of they're going to get mad at me or they're going to unsubscribe. It's part of business. But but don't just be genuine. As I mentioned earlier, if you're being genuine and saying, hey, I just solved this problem for you by you buying this product. I want to thank you very much. You've entrusted us was helping us. We want to create a great relationship with you. So then you have to be thinking, again, who did you sell to? Because there's other problems that those people have. It may not even be tied to a physical product that may be something educational that you can then can leverage the tool of email to communicate to them. So that's one of the things that people don't realize. And that ties back to what I said a minute ago with the, about an asset that if you're developing and have a relationship with the people and you then, now they've made multiple purchases from you. Well, guess what that is? That's more margin. You're now building an asset which is now worth more and more because those people are spending more money with you because you're providing such a great service. Whether it's an e-commerce product or other services, so even if you're selling, just one more example on this is because you may run. People will say, "I run out of things to say. I don't know what to tell people." Well, you just solved a problem for them. Let's. I guarantee you'll come across an article on the internet which may help them support that. You can then take that and read read it yourself, and then just do a quick synopsis or a. Um, an overview of that and put that content in the email. You're not stealing it from somebody else. You're leveraging it and giving it your opinion, but you're showing that person who is on the receiving end that, Hey, I'm here for you. I'm trying to help provide more value to you. And that's one of the mis- biggest mistakes. E-commerce owners specifically, they do not email their list enough.
0: Right. Steve. Now one, one question that comes to my mind on, you know, the MA part happening on, um, on online businesses, internet businesses or e-commerce businesses. Is that in a brick and mortar atmosphere, people know what tangibles you are getting or intangibles and other assets, movable and immovable assets that you are getting. On an online business, if somebody is selling what, whatever price, then what is the buyer getting? Because it is still in a, it's in thin air. What is it? Uh, And how much is there room to build up on that? How do you create that optimization for a business that you have bought online? Because if you buy a community or any other business, is it because of the brand they buy? What do they buy online, especially in e-commerce
1: business? Yeah, no, well, they are buying a brand if you think about that, right? So. That's a, a another great question. So if I'm a small business and I'm in Austin, Texas, right? And I've decided to sell my my products, my, my glasses on the internet, right? I may be based here, but I'm building a brand, which maybe it's gonna be very small, but I don't need to become the next Amazon to, to make something work, right? I can build it up slowly. I We, this is our business right now at all. We don't have a physical location. We have, everything's on the internet, right? We have our products that's in a warehouse. We then take a portion of that. We ship it to Amazon. So we're building our brand. That brand becomes an asset that rolls back to that higher picture that I, we can choose to sell someday. And a buyer who is bigger up the food chain will come in and provide and see value in that because I've got data I've got the name, the address, the information, but I also have margin because now people, because I've built a relationship with them, leveraging email after they made a purchase to tell them more things about the power of these glasses, how it's gonna help your eyes, how it's gonna help your overall health. And you're like, well, I just bought a pair of glasses, but that is actually related in this example is, this is gonna protect my eyes from the sun, from the screen that I'm looking at a computer all day, all these types of things. So that goes back to building a relationship. and. By building that asset and doing this many, many times over, a buyer who is larger than you will come in and pay for that asset. And that's another whole deeper conversation. But all of this relates together because right now, going back to the tough economic times, as you're going to see a lot of people running scared right now, going to pull back. I'm going to tell them to lean in to develop a deeper relationship with your customer. What other problems can you solve for them? The other thing you should do is ask them. Just ask them, because once you start to show people that, hey, I'm genuine, I'm a real person here, you can leverage the videos. We talked about it earlier. You and I are leveraging the, the, the video technology, AJ. You're halfway around the world, and this is what's so powerful. And this is how it helps small people like you and I compete with the big guys. If it's, right. I, know, I know it scares a lot of people, because I was the same way, but I will tell you, here in the U.S., one of our main competitors for our e-commerce business would advertise on television, which throughout the world, that is the most expensive form of advertising. And yet we will we never ran a te- we will never run a television ad because I don't have to, because I understand how all this works. And I, as I described earlier, there's different assets that we built up along the way. And I understood, again, it's simple once you see how the dots come together, but it's not easy. So that kind of ties together. And I hope that that answers your question. I don't know if I yes, went a little bit yes. okay. Yes, wonderful. it does. It
0: does yes for the for the audience especially those people who are into the e-commerce business especially small businesses mm-hmm. uh, what are the lessons pre covid the business atmosphere was different now post covid we, we can use that word now covid yeah. is waning though there are different reports keep on coming but let's use you know in a in a post covid world or the world transitioning world yes what is it that has changed what should these small businesses keep in mind as they move towards the future? Because it's it's challenging. It is indeed. It How is. Do, what, what has been your understanding of this whole thing?
1: It is very challenging. And it's going to be, I, I hate to say this, I don't mean to be negative, but I, I think it's going to be very challenging for all of us um, throughout the world over the next year and change and next, maybe next couple of years. So things are going to really change here. So that goes back to, my my, this is our plan. Is we're gonna go, we're gonna lean in, and we're gonna go deeper on how can we service our customer. We're gonna be very transparent with people. That that is why my wife and I leverage leverage video technology to show them that we're a real business. We're building our brand so we can build that trust with our customer. Because at the end of the day, when people see us as a real person on the other side of that, even though they don't see us initially, if they want, and I'm using these glasses as that example. But if I say to people, hey, we're a small business, people do want to support small businesses. And as I grow my asset and it gets bigger and bigger, if I choose to, I can sell that down the road. I may not. But at the end of the day, though, it's an asset I'm building that I could eventually sell. And I would encourage people to be thinking that way eventually, because you don't know what's going to happen a couple of years from now. You may get tired. Life's going to change on your end. You may not have the time for this anymore. So you should be thinking of that from the very beginning. But those small businesses can really go. now post-COVID is you have to lean in and leverage the data that's available to all of us. And that's where people, I think, get scared. And I understand because I've been there before, too. But all the power is right at the small businesses like you and I, AJ. The technology is available throughout the world. And people just unfortunately don't know where to look and then if they if they even if they even have the data, they typically don't know where to look, but it's right in front of them. And, and if they're missing something, there's also some very inexpensive tools. Many of them are even free. They can gather more data to learn more about their customers. And how else can they solve a problem for their customers? So no matter what niche you're involved in, there's opportunity out there for small businesses like you and I. And that's not gonna change.
0: Right. Right. Steve, you have answered all of these questions very well and beyond, you know, beyond all those, even for the day to day, beyond that and about merger and acquisition and what one can take out of this flowing water that is the e-commerce business. One last thing I wanted to understand, Steve, and this is not just about business, is it's about you, is that you started this business after over a dis- discussion at dinner one night. But actually, it was to take care of your aging parents. That's such a great thing to understand. And then you were quite successful in building up this business. Now, after we achieving so much uh, uh, in so many, several years, where from now? You are a merger an acquisition advisor. You have a business and you are making all that progress. After looking at e-commerce so closely and getting enough for yourself perhaps that you need and take care of your parents where from now which is the direction one can take from
1: that's a great question aj and i yeah as you mentioned i got involved with all this because my parents were aging had some health issues and i had a job separation at the time and so i did not want i just felt an obligation to take care of them as a matter of fact they have since passed away now my wife's father uh was as he was aging the same thing happened with him because her mother had passed away earlier so my wife and i because of our business being flexible we moved to the state of florida here in the us and then we were taking care of him and now we're actually in austin texas helping some other family members out right now with some other issues so the point is again the the, what i want to do moving forward is to let people know that anybody can do this throughout the entire world you have to have the will you have to have the determination and you're going to need some help i mean i've had different people help me along the way because we're all going to get are coming from our own unique experiences we all have the strength to do this and the ability to do this but we're just going to get we're going to get stuck and i'm still to this day i still have people help me because i don't know everything but when i'm coaching and consulting people now i can see many times right where they're stuck and so many times they're so close but they don't realize Because they just don't either know what they don't know or they just give up. And that's one mistake. And it's very sad because so many people can do this. But statistically, more people are going to give up than keep going. And I'm trying to inspire people to say, you have to lean in. We're going to be going through some challenging times here. Lean in, try to build your brand, build your authenticity, build your transparency to show people you're a real person and you can make it out the other side of this crazy times that we're going through right now throughout the world. So I hope that that answers your question, AJ, but it's just is something that I'm very passionate about. My wife and I are passionate about helping other people because if I can do it, anybody can do it.
0: I totally get it. I totally understand, uh, Steve. How can people connect with you? How do they take your help? How do they engage you for their e-commerce consultation or any sort of assistance? that they
1: Thank you for asking, AJ. So what they can do is I'm doing a special offer for AJ's uh, group here. If you just go to my website is skrpmedia.com slash call. That's skrpmedia.com forward slash call. I'm offering a free consultation for people just to just to kind of maybe see where I can help them. If we want to continue a conversation, we can have that. And if we don't, I, I, th- that's okay with me because I want to try to give some value first to people. And I will tell you that, you, that the, the time spent for this call will be well worth it. So you really have three options. You can set up a and it's free call. You can, at the end of that call, if you see value, we can continue chatting and talk about ways we can work together, or you can do nothing. I mean, there's, there's really those three options, right? And so it's okay for all three of them. I'm a very transparent guy. I, I will provide, an, I guarantee you will leave that call learning something because i always do
0: thank you thank you steve it's a pleasure to talk to you on the kj masterclass Like
1: aj thank you very much for your time and for the invitation i'm very grateful for the opportunity to share this today with you and your viewers and i want to wish you a well in in india and the best uh for your future sir thank you